Off their three-game series with the Cubs with an absolutely infuriating extra innings loss. Our thoughts on what happened tonight coming up. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Monday, April 10th, 2023. This is Tiding Gonzalez and Colby Patton for the Locked On Mariners postgame show brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the Mariners game. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon by scanning the QR code right above my head. The link as well as our social accounts is also in the description below. 3-2, the final from Wrigley Field. Another Mariners loss in extras, this time to the Chicago Cubs. And Colby, before we get into anything else here, I know you want to talk about the J.P. Crawford bunt. So, floor is yours. Let's just get that out of the way. Oh, coming in strong. It is the dumbest thing I have seen in baseball this year without exception. What is the virtue of playing for one run as the away team in extra innings. By the way, J.P. Crawford, awful bunter. He's not good at it. We've seen it time and time again. He's not good at bunting. Dylan Moore, not good at bunting. And what does Scott ask them to do every single time they get in that situation? Hey, go do something you're really terrible at and get it done at a high leverage. And what is the payoff if he gets that job done? They intentionally walk Julio, and now any ball on the ground, and you're out of the inning without a run. And by the way, Let's say they intentionally walk Julio and Ty France. It's a sack fly, right? And now you're up three to two. Who cares? The other team can tie the game without a hit. All right. And by the way, your bullpen is down and you have a guy out there who you're using who has on a good day, 45 grade control. Maybe today it was more like 35, like it has been for most of this year. There is absolutely no reason whatsoever to play for one run. Because scoring one run in that situation is essentially the same as scoring zero. You have to assume that you are going to lose that game if you score zero or one run. And by the way, here's the other problem with this. Scott couldn't afford to get to the 11th. He didn't have the extra arms to use tonight. So scoring one run in the hopes that maybe you can get to the 11th is an idiotic strategy in and of itself because you don't have the arms to cover these extra innings right now. All right, so there's zero part of that I, that strategy that makes sense. Nothing about that makes sense. And if you don't trust J.P. Crawford to get a hit in that situation, then you shouldn't be your starting shortstop. It's very simple. Maybe he doesn't get it. He probably doesn't because you know why? Every single batter who walks up to the plate at any given moment is highly unlikely to get a base hit. That's just math. That's statistics, right? But your odds of winning that game are so much higher if you let JP swing. Because what's the worst thing JP could do? Hit into a double play? Okay, Julio's up with a guy on third and two outs. How is that any worse than what you were just putting yourself into? It doesn't make sense. It's beyond moronic that Scott continues to do this over and over and over again with JP Crawford. 
you have to let him hit or he shouldn't be in your lineup. If you trust JP to play every single day at the shortstop position for you, then you have to stop asking him to do things he's not good at. JP Crawford has never been a good bunter. It is not in his skill set. Stop asking him to do it. He's not good at it. It's the same idiotic idea that maybe he can steal some bases this year. Stop. Understand what your player strengths are. Play to them. Okay. JP Crawford is significantly more likely to get a base hit or draw a walk there than he is to lay down a good bunt that leads to multiple runs being scored. That is the key. When you are the away team, you need multiple runs in extras to feel like you have a shot to win, especially with a down bullpen. And when you're throwing out a guy right now, who's really struggling to know where the baseball is going. It's moronic. It's, it's beyond moronic that Scott would continue to ask players to do something they're not good at. And we see people with platforms right now onto it. Is it really too much to ask for JP Crawford to lay out on a good punt? Yes, it is. Yeah. He's proven it time and time again, that it is too much to ask. So stop asking him to do it. It's not rocket science. What are your players good at? Ask them to do that. Mm-hmm. Stop asking them to do things they're not good at. And they've proven over a half a decade in Major League Baseball that they're not good at it. Stop the, asking them to do it. It's the antithesis of putting your guys in the best position to succeed. And this game for me, really, about 80% of that clubhouse tonight gets an F. And that includes Scott's service. This was terrible. Um, not only the decision to bunt, um, I didn't like the decision to pinch hit Kelnick for for uh, Pollock, uh, you know, because Pollock is one of your best nine hitters, and he's shown so far that he's at least okay against righties. I would have preferred to hit, you know, to pinch hit Kelnick later on in the lineup. I didn't feel like that moment really uh, demanded that kind of move from service. Um, the one thing though that I that really got my goat was the decision not to walk Nico Horner. The game-winning run is at third in the bottom of the 10th. Set up the double play. I know Dansby Swanson is on deck, but you got to try and find something here. You got to try and hang on to any little bit of opportunity to make your way to the 11th inning. And there was nothing nothing beneficial for them to pitch to Nico Horner. There was no benefit to that. No, because Horner is going to strike out about 11 to 12% of the time. That's what he does. Dansby Swanson, the last two years, has posted 25, 26% strikeout rates. You need a strikeout or a ground ball. Horner is going to put the ball in play. I don't care how good your pitcher is, and Brash is really good at getting strikeouts. Horner is going to put the ball in play. You have to make that assumption based on the numbers. Dansby Swanson has a much higher probability of not putting the ball in play. Scott didn't care. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, you know, obviously nothing is going to top the whole Robbie Ray decision in the ALDS. You know, I, I want to make that clear. But this was a this was a really rough game from Scott tonight. Um, also, by the way, I thought it was a little odd they didn't ask uh, Castillo to go out and get a couple more outs. Took him out of the game at ninety one pitches with the bullpen as thin as it was. Yeah. I don't know, man. And yeah. you're trailing two to one. Like I don't I don't understand that decision either. So. Yeah. Yeah. It just epic failure across the board with the exception of Luis Castillo. And yeah, Jared no, yeah, yeah, no Castillo, you know, kind of lost himself there for a little bit in the fourth yeah. was able to level out there. It gave them six quality innings uh, tonight. So yeah. And then obviously Kelnick, you know, again, I, I didn't like the decision to bring and bring him in at, at the exact time that they did. 
uh, but he ends up being a you know a big piece of this. I mean, he was the reason that we ended up even having a tenth inning in this game, and the Mariners ended up having a chance to win this game in extra innings. But uh, I, you know, this was just a, it was an awful night for the offense. I mean, you know, some of that just bad luck. They hit the ball pretty hard at times, uh, and it just went right to guys, which kind of seems to be the story so far this year. Um, but yeah. I mean, it, it was a really frustrating performance against a pitching staff that, let's just be real about it, isn't great. Probably middle of the packs. Sucks. Yeah, middle of the pack at best. Uh, it's a yeah. roster in general. The, the Cubs have a roster in general that would be really scary if this was 2017. I mean, you couldn't score runs off of Mark Leiter and the corpse of Brad Boxberger today. Yeah. Think about that for a second. Brad Boxberger hasn't been a good reliever for about half a decade. You couldn't do anything against yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. The Cubs bullpen is a disaster and you made them look like they were the 2014 Royals. Yeah. Like I, you know, and then at the end of the day, right. Blame whoever you want. Your pitching staff gives up two earned runs or just two runs in general in nine innings. You should win that game. Yeah. You shouldn't need extras to win that game. Not yeah. against this pitching staff. Yeah. Uh, and let's just make it clear, you know, just because we're criticizing, you know, Scott service doesn't mean we think that service sucks, but there are some things that he does that are I incredibly do. frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. There, Fire there are some Scott things. service. <laughs> I bet there's actually going to be a couple of people that do say that. Uh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, there are some things that he does and continues to do that are incredibly frustrating, like the asking JP Crawford and guys like Dylan Moore as well to butt in situations like this, where it's just, it's not beneficial for you. And again, I just don't get the logic behind pitching to Horner in the bottom of the 10th at all. Yeah. Him being on base means nothing to you except for the possibility of, you know, getting a double play there on Dansby Swanson, which is, you know, highly unlikely given that it's Dansby, but not impossible. And plus, you could always play for the strikeout because Dansby will strike out a little bit above league average. Yeah. Horner is an elite contact hitter. Dansby Swanson is not. Yeah. There's nothing about Scott's decisions and extras today that was logical. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, just really disappointing stuff. You know, again, it's very early, but uh, the Mariners continue to lose in very frustrating ways here in the early season. And uh, it's I'm growing tired of it. You know, I can deal with a couple of them, but tonight, tonight, yeah. I, I, I feel a little peeved. I'm not going to lie. This, this isn't just four and seven. It's a bad stretch type of thing. I mean, it is, but yeah. the way they're losing is what makes it frustrating because yeah. they're leaving the bases loaded against bad pitchers. They could win. A, they could easily be like, all right, so they're four and seven. So they played 11 games. They could easily be like eight and three right now. Yeah. And we're not Even talking about two. them. Like, right, we're not even talking about them having to go out and just be like otherworldly in their play either to get there. Just yeah. make the routine plays. Yeah. Play smart, clean baseball, and you're probably yeah. at least six and five, probably seven and four. Yeah. And they just Defense wasn't great again tonight. Uh, I mean, Brash can't play catch from 35 feet away. Yeah. Uh, just doesn't set his feet, doesn't make a good throw. That was atrocious. The Murphy throw to second on the hap, uh, attempted seal. Just terrible. Set the whole thing up, by the way, leadoff walk comes around to lead score off. again yeah what? lead off walk followed up walk by an and error. sloppy defense yeah. what yeah yeah wow yeah there's Who some ongoing trends here from the mariners that need to be put to a halt immediately 
So mm-hmm. hopefully they get back to the drawing board here and hey, uh, put a stop to this. Justin Topa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Topa. Hey, Gabe Spire again. Yeah, like, I mean. These, these guys keep on showing out. So some silver linings tonight, yeah, including absolutely. Jared Kelnick's mammoth home run. We're going to be talking more about that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your professional baseball franchise? Well, your dream can come true. And this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, managing difficult personalities, navigating your franchise through free agency, and all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want. It's basically the Jerry DePoto simulator. So instead of saying chills, DePoto did it again. You can now say chills. I did it again. There you go. Download it now and Locked On Mariners listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. This episode of Locked On Mariners is also brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, and chances are you're one of them. Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you, and for any you don't want to pay for anymore, just hit cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It's that easy. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. So stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash MLB rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB and this is the locked on Mariners post game show and this is the locked on Mariners post game show and this is the locked on Mariners post game show thank you so much for making us your first listen unfortunately after a Mariners loss and extras what is this their third extra innings loss so far this season yep that does not feel Great. This is not a spot the Mariners have found themselves in much over the last couple of years. They have tended to typically win uh, these kinds of games, but uh, chaos ball has not reigned supreme thus far. Now, Jerry Kelnick, though, continues to stay hot at the dish, and he kept the Mariners alive in this game. There wouldn't have been extras if not for him. He hits a mammoth mammoth 414 foot bomb to tie this game in the top of the ninth 111 miles per hour off of the bat Colby first home run of the season for Kelnick couldn't have come in a better and uh, more important way Uh, but once again the Mariners let Jerry Kelnick down after he has a big two days in a row two days in a row Jerry Kelnick has tried to play hero for this team and uh it just hasn't succeeded 
and yeah, only yeah, for yeah. his teammates to uh, <laughs> drop the ball, literally. Yeah. Literally, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So uh, yeah, I just I tweeted. It feels like every time Kelnick will have a big hit in like the eighth or the ninth or extras, and it's just like, oh man, that that's it right there. That is what is going to catapult Jared Kelnick to the next level. And the Mariners bullpen blows it. Hmm. I remember very vividly he had a pinch hit, go ahead, two run homer against Tampa last May, I think it was. And Paul Sewald immediately gave up a three run homer in the ninth <laughs> yesterday and today. I mean, I don't even need to tell you guys what happened. You saw it. So <sighs> someday Jared Kelnick will hit a true walk off and it'll be magical. Mm-hmm. But for the love of God, I mean, can you just let here, the man, man have his moment once? Yeah, for real, for real. I feel bad for him, man, because like he's doing everything he can right now to put mm-hmm. the team on his back, like Greg Jennings, and <laughs> uh, and it's just it's not happening. It's just the the Mariners continue to say no, you shall not pass, Jared. Uh, and it's 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 incredibly frustrating for a guy that's really. It seems like he is really starting to turn the corner here. Uh, it was really nice to see him get into one. Wasn't a huge uh, fan of his first at bat. He swung at ball four, did hit the hell out of the ball. It just went right to Mark Leiter's glove. Uh, but not if you look at the exit velo. Oh, was the exit velo not? It was only like 83 or something like that. Oh, I thought I thought that was one of the 100s. Yeah. Okay. No, no. I, I, was, actually, like, I, was, looking at, I was looking at Savon Wong's. wrong. Oh, it was Colton Wong's. Colton okay, I thought Colton Wong. Yeah, I remember they had three or four yep. hundred plus mile per hour hits in that uh, in that inning. Well, not hits, but you know, uh, batted, batted balls. balls. Yeah. And uh, I thought I thought I guess I read it wrong, and I, I thought Jared was the the one uh, was the first yeah. one. Maybe but, yeah. I did read it wrong because it, it it would make way more sense. But just no, it, it that, wouldn't it wouldn't make it because like he swung like that pitch was like almost a foot outside of the outside of the zone fair, into the other batter's box like so i to don't be know. fair to jared there was like a 45 to 60 percent chance that tonight's home plate umpire would have called it a strike just to be fair like that because that, that is zone, true that is true so it was atrocious that all night true. long uh man man alive that was awful yeah. uh but yeah by the way hey colton wong two hits tonight off the bench good for him good for so, him yeah, really nice know? Yeah, fans uh, yes. booing him. Former Cardinal, former Brewer. <laughs> sure, sure. By the way, tonight put the, put it really into perspective how much the Mariners love former NL Central players. <laughs> they have yeah. a lot on their yeah. team. Yeah. I mean, hey, by the way, you know what doesn't happen? Bad players don't get booed on the road for no reason. So mm. I don't know. Maybe Colton Wong's getting booed for a reason. Mm. Having never pay, played for the Cubs, I don't know. But now he's go. got three hits in his last two games. Yep, and a walk, I think. The at-bats are getting a little bit better. Hopefully this is a sign uh, because they really need it because, boy, I tell you what, Julio had another awful game today, uh, and Ty France wasn't much better. <laughs> so, uh, Dude, France's at-bat drove me insane. The last one? Took two piped pitches down the middle of the plate. What are we chase. doing, man? Yeah. You are the number two hitter. Take the bat off of your shoulders. What are we doing? Like, mm-hmm. come on. Get aggressive, man. Yeah. So, and you got a you got a pitcher who's struggling. He's definitely yep. going to put a ball in the zone, like because he's he's having a really hard time finding he's the strike get zone. Back in the, yep, yeah. exactly. Like it's just, yeah, that that wasn't a great uh, job of, uh, by France to uh, to read the the situation there, uh, mm. in my opinion. But everybody had awful at bats tonight, though. Nobody had a you know just a, a straight clean line. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, look, at the end of the day, you have to hit. Again, going back to the one of the first points I made, if your pitching staff gives up two runs in a nine inning game, you have to win that game. Figure it out. Yeah. Also, Cal Raleigh with another hard hit ball that goes right, right to someone. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was gone off the bat. Um, I thought just, that was at least off of the wall. But yeah, anyway. I thought it was over his head, or because I know they kind of have that weird cutout. Yeah, in Wrigley. Um, yeah. By the way, Wrigley looks pretty good on TV. I haven't seen it in a while. Okay, I was gonna okay say the, I was gonna say the opposite. You don't when, think it looks good on TV? when the ivy is dead? That ballpark yeah, is yeah, ugly. That, <laughs> that ballpark yeah. is ugly. Like, that wasn't like, great. But yeah, the, like when the ivy is in, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Sure, yeah. But I, I'm I'm into it. But when the ivy is dead, I don't know. I didn't I didn't like the way that it looked tonight. No. By the way, uh, don't look now. Teoscar Hernandez's batting average is almost above 200. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, he got a what another single today, yep. and uh, that was that yeah. was it, right? And I think he had another hard hit out. Okay. But, yeah. So things starting to yeah. turn around a little bit for him. He also had a strikeout against Drew Smiley, which don't get me started on Drew Smiley. I don't want to. I'm I'm so hurt already. I just, like the Mariners have never seen a curveball, and that's the end of that sentence. There is no second part of that. Sentence. that. I can that. only assume that the Mariners have never seen a curveball because they had no idea what to do with that pitch. All right. Well, I want to ask you about Luis Castillo and talk a little bit about tomorrow's game because we're once again going to be doing a post-game show after tomorrow's game. Hopefully it doesn't run up against the clock like tonight is because you got to get out of here here in a few mo- uh, few minutes. But uh, let's first talk about So Rare before we get into that. This episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by So Rare, our new sponsor. So Rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 Major League Baseball teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own own your cards and there's no cost to play plus the more you win the more you advance collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next level competitions and rewards so rare recently partnered with mlb all-stars juan soto and seattle mariners center fielder julio rodriguez to serve as brand ambassadors very exciting stuff mlb game weeks happen twice weekly and span a three to four day cycle and at the end of game weeks so rare mlb managers who rank at or near Near the top of their leaderboards win a variety of rewards, which can include so rare scarcity cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, and VIP experiences like meeting MLB stars. Prices may vary depending on the competition. Head to so rare.com slash locked on. That's spelled S O R A R E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's so rare.com slash locked on to start playing today and you're listening to the lockdown mariners post game show thank you so much for tuning in here after the mariners 3-2 extra innings loss to the chicago cubs to start this three game series mariners two games away from wrapping up their first road trip of the season luis castillo got the start tonight and finally allowed a run he actually allowed two runs for the first time in 2023 goes six innings pitch six hits two earned runs two walks 
Five strikeouts on 93 pitches. He gave up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine hard hit balls. What did you think about Castillo's night tonight, Colby? I thought he was pretty good. Um, not great. Uh, he was cruising through the first three innings, um, but we did notice when somebody got on base um, and he had to go from the stretch, his command definitely dropped at least a full grade, maybe even a grade and a half. Um, and you know, it, it's, you look at the one inning where the Cubs did their damage. How does it start? Lead off walk. Um, so yeah, when, when guys got on base, Luis kind of struggled to, to find the strike zone consistently. We saw him run a lot of deeper counts in the, in the fourth and fifth and sixth. Um, but overall he was pretty good. It looked like it was exactly what the doctor ordered early. Uh, the Cubs were super aggressive against him and he was through three innings. I think he had thrown something like 30 pitches roughly uh look like all right he can go seven or eight tonight this is great this is exactly what you need and then the fourth just kind of you know happened uh it, it happens innocently enough with a walk but you combine that lead off walk with the fact that castillo's uh command really took a hit when he went to the stretch and uh, the cubs were able to string some things together so uh velocity was was fine uh for this time of the year uh i thought the four seamer was pretty good um overall I, I think it was a really solid outing and again anytime your starter goes six and gives up two runs it's good like there's no such thing as a bad two run six inning outing right it doesn't matter how many hard yeah. hit balls you give up you found a way yeah so uh you know it would have been nice to see scott kind of push him maybe uh see if he can get you you know six and a third six and two thirds um maybe even seven i don't know what is what his pitch count limit is, but at this stage of the season, it shouldn't be too much to ask for Castillo to go out there and try and get you another out or two um, on, you know, 10 pitches or so. So, you know, we'll see how it looks. Uh, you know, we'll see how it looks, the pitch count thing, how it builds up throughout the year. But uh, yeah, overall he was really good. Just the one little hiccup in the fourth inning where he struggled. Uh, but it was, it was solid. It was, it was very solid. I, I don't think it's fair to characterize it as anything, uh, less than good. He gave you a chance to win. That's what's ultimately a really important good here. chance. The offense, offense let him down. That's the story of this game, mm -hmm. really. By the way, so uh, did the offense, some defense, mm -hmm. some defensive mess, uh, miscues as well. That's, yeah. you know. By the way, the bullpen also gave you a chance to win this game. Yep. You get walked off. It's always yep. easy to blame the bullpen, but no. You know, Topo. Not with an automatic runner. No. Uh, yeah. Topo was good. Um, you know, um, Spires looks like a real find right now. He's very good. Yeah. Seawald was really good. One, two, three inning. Um, and you know, Brash <laughs> gives up a hit and he gets lost because of it. Just because he gives up one hit, not even a hard hit ball, <laughs> just yeah. a blooper. And he loses. Did, did, uh, did your heart sink a little bit when Jan Gomes made a uh, contact with that one pitch from Seawald there to end the bottom of the ninth though? No. Cause like I, again, this is a lineup that would really scare me if it was 2017 and I was not about to lose <laughs> Jan, to Jan Gomes. Jan Gomes was awful last year. Um I was I was not ready. I was I was not going to be able to handle losing to Jan Gomes. No, Nico Horner I can handle because he's a good, good player. player sure. Jan Gomes, though, if Jan Gomes hit a walk-off bomb <laughs> against Paul Seawald in the year of our Lord 2023, no. No, thank you. Uh no, actually. I, I look at the outfielders uh when the ball's in the air. And I saw Keldick had a beat yeah. on it, so like it's it's just so much. It was just the it was just the crack. I don't know something about it. It seemed like the ball kind of jumped off. I'd his be interested bat. to know what the exit velo on that was, 
because it, it kind of looked like it jumped, but it did not travel that far. Like, it, it didn't. Yeah, no, it, di- it didn't even make it to the warning track, I don't think. It barely did. It uh, did. Like, Kelnick had to beat yeah. on it the entire way. It was a routine play. But uh, Gomes, it was a 92.4. Okay, so just a little bit below hard hit. Yeah, XBA of just one. Yeah, it was routine fly so. ball. So, no, I, I yeah. you know, from years of sitting up in the third level of Mariner games and not having great yeah. depth perception, I learned when a ball goes in the air, just look down at the inf- at the outfielder, see how fast they're running backwards. Yeah, <laughs> if they're running yeah, backwards, yeah. uh-oh. Uh, but Jared yeah, looked yeah, like yeah. he had a pretty easy stroll over there, so I was like, ah, okay, that's an out. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um. Tomorrow, Chris Flexen taking the bump for the Mariners. He had a really nice start against Shohei Otani and the Angels last time out. He's going up against Hayden Wisniewski, who's Good not slider. off to a particularly uh, great start this year. But uh, like you mentioned, yeah, the slider is uh, pretty nice. 95 so, with a slider. Yeah, so uh, any thoughts heading into that game outside the, you know, score runs? <laughs> Look, the Mariners, they started this way last year, too. And it's it's kind of a similar philosophy uh, that they have that I have to adapt right now. The Mariners are only going to get one or two really good chances to score in any given game. They have to score multiple runs in those innings to win these games. You cannot have the yeah. bases loaded with one out and hit a sack fly and say, "Oh, good enough." No, somebody for the love of God hit a double and let's clear the bases. All right. That was really bad timing for the tweet that I put out today as well with, about runners in scoring yeah. position fewer than two outs for yeah. the Mariners. I just now I wasn't necessarily trying to say, hey, the Mariners are good, good at this, but look They're at the, the other pack. contenders. Yeah, look at the other contenders though. Like look right. at the Astros. Astros are literally like the worst team in baseball right now with runners in scoring position and fewer than two outs. They have a thirty-six WRC plus as a team in those right. in those situations. But it's ridiculous. So yeah, I just look at what the Mariners did today. They had two really good opportunities to to score runs. They had one in the what was it the third, uh, and they had one or the fourth, and they had one in extras. How what did they get out of those two situations? One. For the love of God, somebody hit a double. I'm not even asking for a salon. Please. Yeah. Somebody hit a GD double, and let's just <laughs> get, let's put up three runs in an inning. We can do that. Like, that's not asking yeah, that, too much. That is allowed. That's not against the rules. Yeah, you don't have to play small to ball, belief. Scott. You can go yeah. for more than one run at a time without trying hey, to hit real quick, runs. Real quick, shout out to Cooper Hummel. He had a nice night at the plate. No, he didn't. Why? Dude. He made the biggest base running error you can possibly make. Aside I mean, from perhaps yeah. getting picked off at third base as the winning run by a left well, the lefty yeah, pitcher. On yeah, run. yeah, that was that was not good. But I mean he did have the double before Lucky that dude. happened. Before that and happened. None he of it mattered. Because yeah, Hummel's a moron who doesn't know. Find out wow. where the shortstop is behind you before you would try to advance on a ground ball with nobody Look. out. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm Nobody trying to be nice out. here. I'm trying to be nice, man. Just let me Nobody uh. out. Yeah. If you're not yeah, 1,000% you sure. Yeah, you shouldn't you, can you shouldn't advance. be going on contact. You, you get your foot on the bag contact. and you stay there yeah. and you thank the Lord that you're in the majors yeah. for another day because you know what? That's a fast way to get sent back down to AAA and call Ranch is down there doing his thing, you know. To be fair, I did say at the plate. I didn't say on base. Oh, cuz he had a bloop double down the line. Whoop de doo. And he walked once. Look, man. No, no. By the way, stop giving Cooper Hummel, like, stop giving him at bats against lefties that belong to Jared Kelnick. 
Why are we pretending that Jared Cowan right. absolutely has no shot to hit any lefties? Why? <laughs> Answer me that in the comments. Why do we think Jared Kelnick can't hit lefties? It's true. It's a good point. Look at we his went over this the on our Patreon. Tell me why. Scan, scan that QR code yeah. over there. I'm pointing in the wrong direction. There we yeah, go. Over there. there. Yeah, yeah. Also, while you're at it, scan this QR code that Ty's about to put up because we got to go. Yeah, that's that's right. That's right. Feed in America. Mm-hmm. Help us take a bite out of food insecurity in the United States. Oh, wow. 30, uh, 34 million people suffer from food insecurity, including 9 million of those being children. And we initially set a goal of $500 and you guys exceeded that. And then some were at 4,700 last time that I checked. I haven't checked within the last couple of hours, but uh, yeah, help us uh, continue to uh, increase that number and uh, get us to 5k here pretty soon. And at 10k, I'm getting some ink. So there's a little incentive for you guys. All right, let's get out of here because you actually physically have to get out of here. So uh, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, a.k.a. the Cooper Hummel hater, I'm Tidying Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a Nobody follow on out, Twitter. Guy. Nobody <laughs> out. It, that was, that was, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore <laughs> at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez's T-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. Straight to jail. And Colby at C- straight, to, straight to jail. Believe it or not, Tupland, straight to jail. Say, straight, straight to jail. Straight to jail, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can follow me at Dane Gonzalez's C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well at Locked On Mariners. That's one word, Locked On Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners game. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like us. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day. And we'll see you after the game tomorrow. Peace.